Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this Gemini Festival. We're within 12 hours, a little over 12 hours, of the exact time of the full moon, which will occur tomorrow morning at 4.30 a.m., when many people throughout the world will be taking time out of their lives or waking up from their sleep uh, to join together in to appropriate this powerful opportunity, um, the culminating point of the higher interlude period of the spiritual year. In a way, the Gemini Festival, we might say, is like a culminating point that embodies the energies that have been appropriated in all three of the full moons that we've uh, just passed through, the Aries, Taurus, and Gemini full moons. So it's a potent opportunity when we might say that the three spiritual centers of our planetary life, the most important points, um, the Shambhala center, which is the head center of our planet, the spiritual hierarchy, which is the planetary heart, and then this festival, which celebrates humanity, uh, through which the energies must flow and be distributed so that the plan can progress on our planet. And so this is, as I said, the culminating festival, a great time of opportunity for humanity to stand within the radiance, of really, of our great teacher, uh, the head of the spiritual hierarchy, but also the head of humanity, the God-man, the world teacher, known in different religions by different names. And part of the work that we're undertaking is to prepare human consciousness, not only the physical consciousness, but also the etheric network of the planet for this reappearance of this great Lord. And so that's really the underlying um, factor that we're working with during this higher interlude period. At this time of the full moon, the full light of the sun pours unimpeded onto the earth and therefore it's as if a door stands open, a door through which the normal veils that block our ability to sense the higher realizations of our soul and of the spiritual hierarchy begin to thin. So this full light of the sun pours on our planet, but also there is a, a reflected light on the moon. So the moon becomes, in a way, a transmitter of higher planetary energy, sometimes in the teachings of the Ageless Wisdom, we say the moon veils Vulcan, the moon veils Neptune, and the moon veils Uranus, three sacred planets in our solar system. And so at this time, we could really say we're appropriating also, through the moon's reflected light, the energy of those sacred planets that aid us in creating this portal through which um, we work. So in a sense, um, during this full moon cycle, we have the opportunity to tune in more easily to our soul, which we know is a group soul, and which is part of a planetary soul, composed of all those individuals and groups who are working to bring in the love and light of the higher realms into their lives. At this time, we can synchronize our vibration, the vibration of our personality, which is often 
out of tune. At this time, if we take that moment to align with our higher selves, we can attune ourselves to a higher synchronization with this energy that's possible and available. And we become as if that word that the Buddha used to um, describe his followers, which was the stream enterers. We enter into the stream, the current of life. And so that's the opportunity that we have each month at the full moon. So, as we usually do at the beginning of each meeting, let's take a moment of silence to link with all the other people throughout the world who are also joining with us, those online, those here in this room, and all groups, large and small, throughout the planet. And we'll conclude our moment of silence by sounding the Gayatri, the oldest prayer, in our planet, which is found on the card on your chairs. Thou who givest sustenance to the universe, from whom all things proceed, to whom all things return, unveil to us the face of the true spiritual sun, hidden by a disk of golden light, that we may know the truth and do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet. Spiritual groups along all the many lines who work within the heart center of the new group of world servers hold as their primary responsibility the building of bridges between the inner and outer worlds. Our work, therefore, is primarily subjective. It's about releasing, lifting, and aiding all those who struggle under the weight of this transition period and to not have that vision that is held within the hearts of so many who work within this heart center. Our work is to bring support and provide a vision to all those who are struggling 
at this time. But as we know, this Gemini festival is not only the festival which celebrates humanity and its responsibility, but it's also the festival of the world teacher, the God-man, the first member of humanity to have achieved the goal of divinity. He's sometimes called the first flower upon the human plant. For it's said that no one in the long history of life on planet Earth ever achieved the goal of liberation as quickly and rapidly as did the Christ. But now, due to the conditions within our planetary life, the times are ripe for a rapid evolutionary development among many members of the human kingdom. We're told that humanity as a whole is preparing to take the first initiation, but many other members of humanity are preparing for other initiatory experiences. And the time is ripe for that initiation. Not all times are initiatory in their nature, but we read in the teachings that this present time is ripe for such an expansion of consciousness. It says, astrologically, it's propitious. And from the planetary angle, great and momentous events are imminent as the planetary logos is preparing to take a cosmic initiation. And so we who stand as brain cells within that great being, which is our planet, we too are vibrating at a higher rate. And if we so uh, align ourselves and take the necessary measures in our own spiritual practices, perhaps we can also experience an expansion of consciousness during this next period. So quite a few flowers are beginning to open on this human plant and many buds are forming. It's said we're approaching a broad time of flowering in which the solar angels, the great lives that bring light and love from afar to our planet, are preparing to radiate another great influx of energy into humanity, one which will turn ordinary human beings into spiritual beings. And the transition into this new state of consciousness can be substantially facilitated by the use of invocation, which until now has been a largely untapped potential. Human beings have regularly been invocative in their own lives during crisis periods. But not enough effort has been placed upon the use of invocation for the solving of global problems particularly by large groups of people in alignment with a right time, capturing those moments, such as the full moon period, the solstices, and the equinoxes. We haven't made enough use of these interlude periods in our planetary life. But there was a time, a brief time in our planetary history, not too long ago, when we did um, at least part of humanity did appropriate and invoke the forces of light to come to the support of humanity. This solidarity occurred during the Second World War and it was brought home to us 
10 days or so ago during the 75th anniversary of D-Day, in which we remembered the sacrifice and victory of those forces on the beaches of Normandy, which liberated France from the Nazi threat. I don't know if any of you saw the touching veterans who are now in their 90s speaking with pride and privilege, courage, and of the utter terror and the true brotherhood they felt as they fought on the beaches, in the air, and upon the sea. Looking on at the scenes, hearing the stories of that time was so inspiring. To remember how readily people expressed the spirit of sacrifice and surrender to a cause greater than themselves. 94-year-old Len Fox from Norwich, UK, took part in these ceremonies. He said, being here on the anniversary is my way of paying back a little to my comrades who didn't make it. I wasn't a hero. I was a frightened 19-year-old. They were the brave heroes. We were all combats, comrades together, and that's what carried us through. So many of the veterans remembered that time as the high point in their lives. And so it surely was. For they were physical plane outposts of a great battle that was being fought out between the forces of light and the forces of materialism. Those individuals who were battling on the front lines of the war were supported and strengthened by the many people at home who were holding them and the war effort in their minds and hearts. They were using prayer and invocation to strengthen and support the soldiers. During the war, there was an added effort and coordinated invocative appeal, which many of us might not know about. It was called the Silent Minute and was started by a British man named Tudor Pohl. The idea behind this silent minute was initially conceived during a conversation he had during a battle outside the mountains in Jerusalem during the First World War in which he was participating as a soldier. He was with another comrade in battle and the comrade turned to him one evening before a big battle and he said, I know that I will not make it through tomorrow's battle. And he prophesied to Tudor Paul, the coming of an even greater conflict in the years ahead. And he urged his comrade to provide an opportunity for him and millions other like him to assist the battle from the other side. He said, lend us a moment each day and through your silence, give us an opportunity. He said, the power of silence is greater than you know. And so as the Second World War materialized, Tudor Pohl remembered this request from his fallen comrade. And he started a movement in the UK wherein each night at 9 p.m., everyone in the country who participated, and it was many people in the country, they took a moment of silence prior to 9 o'clock. And then at 9 o'clock, they let forth an invocative appeal to bring light and aid to the Allied forces and said that the bells of Big Ben were also rung out every night at that time. 
And a German officer, years after the war, commented that there was a turning point in the war, and it was his belief that the Allied forces had this secret weapon of the silent minute, which helped to turn the tide of events in support of the eventual Allied victory. So this year, there's a new effort underway, because as many of you might know, in December, from December 21st, to 28th, every seven years during that Capricorn period, there is a festival week of the new group of world servers, which is a very important opportunity to bring in a flood tide of spiritual energies. And so there's a movement underfoot by some people within the spiritual groups to have on the day, the evening of the first day of the festival week, which is December 21st at 9 p.m. GMT, to ask people around the world again to observe a silent minute, to initiate and anchor that powerful um, week that's upcoming. So we hope all of you can take that opportunity to join in. This day is also called, as you know, World Invocation Day, actually tomorrow, the full moon day. It's World Invocation Day, which is really a day when we're asking people throughout the world to use the great invocation at any time and to encourage other people to do so, to let loose an invocative appeal, just like during the war. But this appeal is synchronized according to the full moon, so it's given added potency because we know that the full moon, as we said, is a powerful inlet for spiritual energies. World Invocation Day gives power to the powerless people of the world. For it is the voice of the people that can aid and will bring about changes in our world. And as we know, humanity is awakening and it has the potential to affect great changes and great movements in our planetary history because humanity is not localized to one area of the planet, but as we know, extends to all parts. Everywhere today, people are seeking alternatives to the established order of things and calling for the implementation of change in all aspects of our planetary life. And these changes are becoming possible because humanity is learning to live intentionally. And this intentional living is defined as the unbreakable, immovable determination that a situation shall be handled and the that what is needed in order to release humanity assuredly must appear. So as we forge these new ways of living and being under the impress of this intentionality, we're learning to work together as a symphony rather than solo artists. The solo artist might receive more acclaim and glory by demonstrating his or her virtuosity, but rather through the symphony, through the intricate combination of the many notes and tones that the real release of spiritual and healing energies becomes possible. As much as possible at the full moon time, we're asked to carry out a dual work. We're learning to focus 
an inner sphere of tension, while at the same time being focused in a sphere of activity in the three worlds through which the work and service is carried out. The spiritual stimulation generated can then be effectively applied by those who learn to stand collectively in concert with the inner ashrams and then release the generated energies upon the massed groupings of people living in the major cities of the world, most importantly, of course, the five planetary inlets of London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, and Tokyo. We can participate in this, what we might say, overshadowing of these large bodies, groups of people in the cities by following the counsel which the Christ gave to his disciples in his last public teaching 2,000 years ago. He counseled his, his followers to be in the world, but not of the world. So today, the sannyasins are those who have dedicated themselves to the spiritual life, do not live sequestered away in the monasteries and retreat centers. Instead, they live in the midst of the chaos of the world. But within that midst, they are learning to act in such a way that they draw through the collective strength of the inner centers. And through this means, a channel remains open whereby through the medium of the group a great outpouring of energy can be released on these large centers of the world. We release it because these centers are magnetized. They're planetary inlets for light. So as we work in releasing the energies from those five planetary inlets and the other magnetized areas on the planet, we can do our part in helping to cleanse those parts of our planetary life which are still in darkness. And Mary Bailey, many years ago, suggested at a time when there was great chaos and turmoil in the Middle East, to at the close of our use of the Great Invocation, to visualize a white five-pointed star over the area of the Middle East, trying to help quell the difficult challenges and energies that are um, causing havoc in that area of the planet. So now, when there is another time in our planetary life, when there is great uh, tension building in the Middle East, it might also be helpful for us to appropriate that activity, especially tomorrow on the day of World Invocation Day, sounding the invocation, visualizing a five-pointed star, releasing and flooding the energies of the five planetary centers through that area of the world. So now as we approach the full moon time, we turn our attention to the world teacher and each in our own way we can seek to make contact with him in collective power of our group aiding us we can help support him and in concert with all others throughout the world release the energy that, that he sends out in blessing to the world. We're needed as distributory points of that great second ray energy. Without our help, the work cannot really be undertaken. So during these m hours ahead, let's ponder the example 
that he holds out to us, for he surely embodies the soul of the planet, the light of the world. He stands, we're told, at the center of the whole energy structure, the whole etheric network of the planet. He stands at that central point, and we who gather around his aura, then at the exact moment of the full moon, can provide a great vehicle for the outpouring of light and love and power flooding the whole planet. That's our opportunity, and that's our challenge. So now, we prepare for our meditation. Let's begin by linking up with all others throughout the planet who are working in alignment with this Gemini Festival. We affirm the fact of group fusion. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. We extend the light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known.
Higher interlude. Holding the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energy streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Meditation and the keynote for Gemini. 
I recognize my other self, and in the waning of that self, I grow and glow.
precipitation, using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on you, Earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love, Shambhala, hierarchy, the world teacher, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere, physical plane centers of distribution. interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram and sound together the affirmation of love. In the center of all love I stand. From that center I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy, streaming into humanity through the prepared channel, 
Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher. distribution, sounding together the great invocation, visualizing an outpouring of light, love, and power from the hierarchy through the five planetary inlets of London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light 
descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you so much for your participation. And we just wanted to make an announcement of a special opportunity tomorrow. We're holding a, we always have a webinar on, on Mondays at 3 p.m. New York time in support of the worldwide work of triangles. And because tomorrow is World Invocation Day, we just wanted to encourage as many of you as possible who might be interested to join us in this online live streaming event. Um, where we'll have a chance to work with people throughout the world uh, and sound the great invocation and as well as have some other talking. Um, so if you're interested and you've never participated in the webinar, you can email us or you can go to triangles.org where you can find a link on the right-hand column of weekly webinar and you can register there. So... Um, 
we encourage all of you to, to join up with that. And our next meeting will be on July 15th, Monday, at 6.30 p.m. It's the, oh no, excuse me, sorry. The, the next meeting will be the new moon, uh, which will be on July 2nd, Tuesday, at 6 p.m. here in our offices. And the next full moon meeting will be on July 15th, Monday, at 6.30 p.m. So we encourage all of you to join with us then. And just to remember, tomorrow morning at 4.30, those of you who are brave, uh, early risers, uh, can have a meditative alignment before that time, and then at the exact moment of the full moon at 4.30, Ida said 4.31 yesterday, um, sound the great invocation, and visualize all people throughout the planet sounding it with you, including the members of the spiritual hierarchy, and just visualize a great outpouring of light and love distributing through all corners of the earth. So thank you very much.